Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. So tomorrow is the 4th of July. Fireworks, all sorts of fun things, picnics, you name it, it's all going on. We're celebrating our independence, but it's especially important to you because you were not born in this country. That's right. And many times I've told the story of that day when I became a citizen and and, uh, when we got to sing for the first time the land of the free. You know, Mm -hmm. all of us that have come from other countries and many of us have tried to be citizens of, of this country for a long time. And I became a citizen many, many years ago, but there were thousands of people with me. And there was this almost like this expectation when they were going through the list, Mm -hmm. you know, and at one moment, my name was called, you know, and when my (laughs) name was called, I knew I was in, you know, and uh, it was a very special and emotional day. And as I told you guys before, they all gave us, uh, you know, little flags. And and at one moment, everybody sang um, together. And then we all waved our, our flags because that was a symbol that we were now part of the free of this land, and yeah. uh, which we celebrate tomorrow, you know. The, that is the exciting. It really is. You know, some of us who were born in this country sometimes <laughs> forget the special privilege that it is to be a, a part of the land of the free mm-hmm. and, and the wonderful freedoms that we do enjoy in this country. When we go to church, no one's going to break it down the doors and take us off to jail because we're worshiping. Yeah, you know, and every time, it's very funny because every time I go out of the country and I come back, and I, I just came back from Egypt a few days ago, um, I always get emotional when yeah. I I, I, <laughs> I come to to United States territory and mm-hmm. I come in and they stamp my passport and they say, welcome home. Yeah, yeah. I always get this, mm, you know, this is my home now. It is, yes. and it, it is <clears throat> exciting to be a part of that. Well, you know, you had that experience of someone calling your name in a very good way, and mm-hmm. Peter had the experience of someone calling his name, but there's a history to why this became such an important event to him. Yes, uh, we have to remind you what we said at the beginning of the gospel uh, when we started started these programs 25 programs ago, that it is believed that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, is Peter's version of the of the Gospel. Mm-hmm. Mark was a, a traveling companion of Peter, and Peter told him this Gospel. Yeah. And I have to confess, Mike, that this is one of my favorite uh, sermons, mm-hmm. the one that we are going to discuss today, is the way that the Gospel of Mark ends in the account of the resurrection on chapter 16 of Mark. We get the whole resurrection, but we get something very special that we don't have in any of the other three Gospels. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and I are going to try to give you a background to this, so we build up to Mark 16. Yeah, let's go back to the Lord's Supper in Mark uh, chapter 14, 22. They're eating, they're breaking the bread and so forth. They're singing the hymn, they go out. But Jesus announces to them that some of you will fall away. Verse 27, you will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. But, but of course, Peter has a big mouth yeah. all the time, just like I do, and yeah, he, I interrupted he, he interrupted <laughs> Jesus, I'm sure, just like you interrupted me. But go ahead. Now that you've interrupted me, go ahead okay. and read verse 29. Peter said to him, even though all may fall away... 
I will not. I mean, you almost can see Peter saying, absolutely not. All these weak people might fall, but I'm not going to fall. Absolutely not. And Jesus looks at him with this compassion saying, truly, I say to you, Peter, that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself, you, uh, Peter, will deny me three times. But But Peter, in verse 31, it's my turn to interrupt. Okay. But Peter kept saying insistently, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all were saying the same thing too. So, it's very important to see this is as the background. Peter is, is so sure of himself. And, and uh, you know, I identify with Peter because there have been times that I feel so strong in my walk with the Lord and say, mm-hmm. this is never going to happen to me. Nothing like this could ever happen to me. And then it happens to me. And that's exactly what happened to Peter. Now they are beating Jesus. They, they are trying him. They're blindfolding him. They're saying, prophesy to us in verse 66. And Peter was below in the courtyard. And one of the servant girls of the high priest came and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, you too were with Jesus the Nazarene, but he denied it saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the porch. And he did this another two times. And, and the narrative keeps telling us that the Rooster uh, was crowing, and he didn't realize what was going on. And the, the very end, and, and you know, it's very interesting that this is the last part of the same chapter in which Peter has said, absolutely not, this is not going to happen to me. We and don't even get out of the chapter before he denies Christ absolutely. three times. And so, he starts cursing and swearing in verse 71, I do not know this man you're talking about. And then something incredible happens in verse 72 because he realizes. And immediately a cock crowed a second time and Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him before a cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep. Here you see Peter in in a way that you don't regularly see him. He's, He's weeping. He is defeated. He is down. I mean, you almost can put Judas and Peter exactly mm-hmm. in the same place. Both denied their Lord. Now, the difference between the two is how both of them reacted to this. But uh, Peter denied his Lord. He turned his back on him. And he did the exact thing that he said he wouldn't do. But Jesus remembered this even with the resurrection. So, now we fast forward through the crucifixion. And we're going to fast forward here to uh, to Mark chapter 16, verse, verse one. 1. But let me say this. Imagine uh, what the other gospels tell us that... Peter is so distraught that he says, I'm going fishing, you know. Yeah. On Sunday, he says, nothing is working out well. I'm going. and But all of a sudden, they, they start getting these uh, reports that mm-hmm. something is happening. And we're going to read to you the resurrection report. And then we're going to pause right before verse 7 so that you can remember what we just told you, this, this story of defeat. Mm-hmm. Peter has been absolutely defeated. Verse 1, And when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, Do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place 
where they laid him. See, this is fantastic. These women are coming to the tomb, and there is an angel waiting for them, and the angel has a message from Jesus Christ for them. And this part makes me cry every time because he starts to tell them, look, the, the tomb is empty. He has risen. He's not here. And then he says something that I almost feel like I would like to have instruments and, and symbols to say, yeah. da, 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 da. This, is, this is the summary. This is the conclusion of the Gospel of Mark. So let's, let's so read it slowly. With, with Elizabeth's drum roll in the background, we hear this, but go tell his disciples and Peter. And Peter. Did yes. you get that? <laughs> and Peter. It, Mention him by name. Call him by name. Yes, and I call this the Gospel in two words because you know why he says, and Peter? Because Peter was not going to show up. He absolutely was not going to show no. up. He, he, why would he? He denied his Lord. He's embarrassed. He has done the one thing he said he would not do. He would never do. And yet he did it. And so Jesus comes out of the tomb desperately and says to the angel, look, tell the disciples that I'm going to see them in Galilee exactly like the, uh, I told them. But don't forget to mention Peter by name because he's not going to show up unless you call him because he thinks he's beyond <laughs> my grace, but he's not. I want to see Peter. That's right. And Peter. Tell Peter. You know, the legend has it that for the rest of his life, wherever Peter went, someone from the crowd would whistle the crow of a rooster just to remind him, just to gig him, and that Peter would look to try to find the individual but could never find him. That was the legend. I don't know if that's true or not, but it still is a constant reminder of his denial of his Lord. But here, Jesus is saying, you know what? That's behind you. I have forgiven you. Tell the disciples and Peter. He's included, even though he denied me. You know, I imagine... This is so amazing to me. I imagine resurrection morning and uh -huh. Jesus coming out <laughs> desperately out of the tomb and saying to the angel, tell everyone, the disciples and Elizabeth. Yeah. And Mike and Peter <laughs> and your name, dear. That, that I'm going to see them very soon. Please don't forget to mention Elizabeth's name because if, if you don't mention her, she's not going to come because she has denied me and she thinks that she doesn't deserve me. And the truth is, I don't. But, you know, if, if he hadn't called me by name, but he has. He calls your name, your name. He says, the disciples, all those who have believed on me, and, and then he mentions your name. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament is the one that gives me assurance of salvation and says that Jesus has called me by name. And is in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. This is what the Lord your Creator says, O Jacob, He who formed you of Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I have been called by God by name. I know He called my name on resurrection morning. And Mike, I know you believe that too. And you who are listening to us, he called your name as well. Yes, he has called me by name. He has called you by name. He does not leave us out. No matter how badly we think that we have rejected him, no matter how badly we think we have denied him, or how often we have done so, he calls us by name. He doesn't want to leave you out. And when he comes again, your name will be mentioned as well. No wonder that Mark called his book the good news, oh, yeah. the gospel. This is the gospel in two words. Those who have denied him, especially Peter in this case, got called by name on resurrection morning. And you may be assured, assured that on that morning he called your name and he waits to see you very soon. The others and you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. 
For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.